Greetings and welcome to another episode of Naturally You Radio. My name is Leah Sam, I'm the Naturally You coach, best-selling author, speaker, nutritionist, and life coach on a mission and live blood analyst. Keep on forgetting that because I've only recently trained. Um, on a mission to help a hundred thousand Black women to eat for health, think for happiness, and live in harmony especially with their period health or menstrual health, womb health, pregnancy health and premature birth prevention, as well as supporting mothers in their essential role of looking after themselves so that they can look after our future, our children, even better. And all of that is what I call becoming naturally you. And the goal that I have to help 100,000 black women to become naturally you is the t- is December 2020. And we are in 2018. So I've got a little way to go. But the goal that I have, I feel is going to be essential in helping us to heal and support and nourish our whole nation. So today I'm going to be talking about um, healthy eating tips for busy mums. And I've got a bit of experience in being a busy (laughs) mum. So I'm going to speak a bit about that today. Now, after my first child, 13 years ago, I used to think that mothers that were healthy and energised and happy was stuff of myth and legend. I was struggling to have a drink before midday. I ate lunch at normally about four o'clock in the afternoon, dinner at about 10 o'clock at night. And that's if I remembered to eat or I could even be bothered to eat. Yet I heard of mothers with two or three or four gorgeous children knocking back green smoothies, throwing gorgeous salads together and drinking water like it was going out of fashion, all while sitting in lotus position on a yoga mat. So I knew that it was possible. I also knew how my eating habits were affecting my weight, my energy, my mood and my mind. But I just couldn't always work out how I could implement those changes. And at times it all seemed very overwhelming. And whilst the vast majority of my work is supporting mothers, doing it myself was challenging. Now, fast forward a few years, I'm now a homeschooling mother of six children, ages three to 13, and I run a clinic three days a week. Um, So there's a lot going on. But a large part of the work that I do is actually helping women and mothers to find harmony between being a busy mother, being a busy wife, being a busy professional and showing themselves self-love through healthy eating and health and and self-care. So here are just three of the tips that you can use to get started on your journey to eating more healthily, even when you are the most busy mother in the world. Number one, water, 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 water. Now, not only does your body use two liters of water a day to digest your food, water is also a fuel source for your brain. Your brain literally uses water to function. So drinking enough water daily can help your digestion and fully digested food gives you more energy. It can help your energy levels, your mental wellness and more. So one of the things you can do is fill a two litre bottle of water in the morning and aim to get through it by sipping it throughout the day before bed. Now, listen, mamas, juice isn't water. Cordial 
with water in it is not water. Tea is not water. Water is water. When I'm talking about drinking two liters of water, I just mean pure, plain water. Not juice diluted, not herbal tea, just water. Now, a few things to consider. During the winter or when it's not as warm, your thirst is not going to be as present reminding you to drink as it would be during the summer. So you need to manually remind yourself to drink if that's the case until you get into the habit of doing it. Also, when we become older, it can also have an impact and an effect on our thirst. We don't feel as thirsty. Our thirst signals aren't triggered as much as we get older, which is why a lot of much older people, elders, will sometimes become dehydrated even in the summer because they just don't remember to drink because they don't have that thirst stimulated. So if you need to get an app on your phone to remind you that you need to drink on a regular basis, then definitely go ahead and do that. If you need to put post-it notes up around your desk at work, in your kitchen, in your bathroom, in your bedroom, then go ahead and do that. Do whatever you need to do to remind you to drink two liters of water a day. Now, if you are, if you're, if you're going to the toilet too much, because that's a definite challenge that a lot of people face. In fact, that's why a lot of people say that they don't drink a lot of water because when they're traveling, they need to go pee very often. If you are traveling, you need to time your, your water intake. So instead of just randomly sipping through the day, if you know you're about to get into a car for a one hour journey, don't drink before you get in the car. Drink when you get to your destination or drink in the car, maybe 10 minutes before you get to your destination. So you don't need, you don't, you haven't drank loads before you've started and then you need to pee en route. Again, if you're traveling on public transport, make, you know, drink something an hour before you leave and then pee before you, before you leave the house. Or make sure you're drinking most of your water when you get to your destination, as opposed to just before you leave. Again, reducing the chances of you having to find public public toilets to pee in. Because I know that there are some nasty public toilets in the world which would discourage anybody from drinking anything ever just to prevent them ever from having to go into those toilets. Even the ones where you have to pay. Can you believe it? That's the reason why you pay to go into a public toilet. Because that money is meant to be going towards paying cleaners to make sure you're peeing in sanitary conditions. Like, I went to a free public toilet in the park expecting it to be disgusting and it was actually really clean but I live up in the country so it was in it was in a it was in a county park and it was actually it wasn't like visibly clean there was mud everywhere but it was actually quite clean (laughs) you didn't even have to pay to go into it so but that's completely a side note so basically don't don't stop drinking just because of things like travel just plan around it because the benefits of making sure you're drinking enough fully outweigh the small amount of planning you're going to have to do to make sure it doesn't become inconvenient the other thing that you can also do is put a pinch of salt into the two full the full 2 liter bottle of water or a squeeze of lime juice lemon juice or lime juice so we're not making this into a juice we're just putting a tiny amount of juice into the full 2 liters of water or a pinch of sea salt into the two the full 2 liters of water mix it around you know shake the whole bottle a lot so they both dissolve and then just these two small additions can help your body to hold on to the water better instead of you drinking it and it coming out straight away the other thing that you can take into consideration again I know some mamas don't like to drink because and especially like I fully don't think I'm like being flippant about this I fully fully relate to not wanting to pee in public especially if you're a mama because then you have to take all your children into the nasty public toilets as well so again or you're on the you know 
London transport or you're on public transport and you need to pee and you've got your children with you. And again, these recommendations can also be taken into consideration with your children so that they, you're not avoiding letting them drink for fear of them needing to go to the toilet while you're out as well. Do the same level of planning. I know one of my sisters said that her son has got a bladder the size of a peanut. So again, you bas- you maybe just need to do most of his drinking when you're at home and not when you're out and about as much. So I also appreciate that some people don't like drinking water too much or some mamas don't like drinking water too much because when they do finally get to bed and they're getting some sleep, they can get interrupted by having to wake up to pee if they've been drinking too much. So all you need to do with that is make sure that you have your last drink at seven o'clock, six or seven o'clock in the evening or roughly three to four hours before you normally go to bed. So you're not drinking last thing at night if drinking wakes you up. If drink, if, if it, if drinking wakes you up to pee, I can drink last thing at night and it doesn't wake me up to pee unless I've been drinking tons. It doesn't wake me up for me to use a toilet in the middle of the night. But when I have got into that pattern and I've been drinking too much too late, then I know to dial it back the next day. So I get to sleep all the way through the night. So these are all the things you can do to ensure that you get enough water in, but it doesn't interfere with your life as a busy mama. The second tip for healthy eating is that a fatty breakfast normally keeps you fuller for longer. Now, there's no one size fits all diet that suits everybody. And one of the things that I do with my clients is a process called metabolic typing, where I can find out the balance of nutrients that works best for your body to give your body the best energy levels. But no matter what your body type or your metabolic type is, if you're not feeling full and satisfied and energized an hour after eating a high carb breakfast, then adding some healthy fat could be the answer to you. So having a breakfast with some healthy fat tends to keep most people fuller for longer. And if it's from a, especially if it's from a whole food source, and if it's from a whole, if the fats that you're getting in are from a whole food source, which means I'm not talking about fats from donuts and burgers, because that's what some people do have for breakfast. Um, That's not the kind of fat I'm talking about. I'm talking about fats from things like avocados and nuts and eggs. If you're getting fats from a whole food source in your breakfast, it's also going to add a great dose of nutrients to your body and to the start of your day also. So choosing something like a boiled or scrambled egg or an avocado or a thick nut milk type smoothie with with coconut oil or coconut milk and nut butter or Irish moss could be a better choice over something like cereal or sometimes even porridge or toast or just fruit for you to have longer energy or more energy throughout the day. And again, this is where that famous maxim, know thyself and to thyself be true comes into play because some mamas have balanced energy on just drinking water until midday or having freshly pressed juice. But if this doesn't work for you, know that that doesn't work for you and fatten up your brekkie and see if that makes a difference. The third thing that you can do is do it all together. Now, by that I mean a lot of mothers that I work with have told me that they will focus on getting their children a healthy meal um, at mealtimes, but then neglect themselves by either skipping meals or eating when everyone else has gone to sleep. 
This can lead to not only just dips in your energy, but it can literally lead to nutritional deficiencies that manifest themselves in anything from period pains to malnourished pregnancies to uh, joint aches, muscle aches, foggy memory, skin conditions, digestive complaints, so many things. Now, sometimes we're missing meals or we're not having eating at the same time as our children because our children eat something completely different um, than what we do. But other times it's just because mamas want to use the time that their children are eating to do other things. And that's mainly housework of some description. Now, it took me years to get over the guilt of sitting down to eat with the children when there was so much to do. And as a homeschooling mama, just going into another room to be on my own for a minute during the day while they had their meal time was actually a big relief. But finding another time to take a break um, and sitting to eat with the children was something that really changed the way that I thought about myself and my life. And it, it had a big impact on my nutrition as well. So I still miss a meal occasionally. Don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect. Um, but making myself as much as a priority at meal times as the children and you doing that, making yourself as much of a priority at meal times as your children will ensure that you get the refuel that you need to serve your family without depleting yourself. So in the same way, when you get on an airplane and they're giving the safety information, they tell you put on your life jacket first before you try and save anyone else. Now, if you don't eat with your children because it would mean making two meals to suit both of your tastes because currently you both eat completely different meals one of the things you can do is consider finding meals that you can both eat or you can batch cook your favorite meals so that you can simply warm them up at meal times while you're making your children's meals if your children are a bit older Getting them involved in helping you to prepare the ingredients, so washing and chopping things, mixing and stirring things, or making part of a meal or a whole meal is also a very good idea. So our 9, 11 and 13 year olds with a lot of practice and guidance and supervision from us initially can now make simple meals completely independently. Either, either one of them is in the room making the whole meal or all three of them contribute to making the whole meal. And they can make whole meals like roasted potatoes, steamed vegetables, scrambled egg and toast, um, pasta dishes. And of course, putting things from the freezer into the oven safely and then checking them and taking them out. Things like veggie burgers or potato waffles and then making something like a salad to accompany it. They can even make things like cupcakes and cookies and raw vegan snacks and little fudges and nut balls and those types of things because they've been watched and supervised and given instruction and trained over a period of time and now they can independently do it on them on their own so this is good for both you and your children for I'm sure obvious reasons now as mothers especially black mothers it can be difficult for us to ask for help and it can even feel like we're being lazy by getting our children to fulfill duties even in parts that are traditionally mother's work. But teaching them responsibility, essential life skills, while giving you more time to ensure you're fed well and you get some rest is a perfect recipe for a cooperative family life. So while they're either in part or fully making meals, 
you can be using that time to make to prepare your meals so when it comes to meal time you both have a nutritious meal on the table for you and your children it also reminds you and your family um, because obviously when I'm talking about you not eating at the same time as your children it, it's going to be you not eating at the same time as your children and your husband or your partner as well but getting into the practice of eating at the same time as your family also reminds you and your family that your nutrition and your self-care is just as important as theirs in your actions So remember, we have to begin to treat ourselves as well as we expect others to treat us. And we are the best example for anyone else of what care looks like for us and the care that we need. So whilst this isn't always going to be possible, you know, we're busy mums, they've got busy lives and things aren't always going to work exactly to plan. This action of self-love carried out and focused on and prioritised more regularly can pay many dividends. Now, In the whole process of using these tips, be patient with yourself. You can implement just one tip a week and soon you'll find your groove. Soon you'll find a way to adapt it to suit your life and your family's life and you'll start feeling the benefits. If you do need more help or advice, feel free to get in touch. You can even book a free 15 minute session with me to discuss your personal health goals at thenaturallyyouclinic.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this podcast in the comment section below. Please share this podcast with other hardworking, busy mamas that you know. I look forward to seeing you and speaking with you on the next episode of Naturally You Radio. My name is Leah Salmon, the Naturally You Coach. You can find me at thenaturallyyoucoach.com where you can subscribe to the mailing list so that you get updated when the next podcast comes out or when new videos or articles or event information or special offers are released. I look forward to speaking with you soon and hearing from you soon. Take care and stay healthy.